Gargano in the clutches now, almost looking for the hammerlock. And he team Gargano, last gasp effort, deposits almost to the outside. He's not done. Does he have it in him? Top Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. Well, Chris, we did the thing. We uh, we did that thing where we rebranded Wrestling House Show. We brought it back. Yes. And we were going to make it this, like, you know, super card and pay-per-view watch, you know, guide. And yes. they're like, we're not going to talk about real-time wrestling except mm-hmm. once a month. Right. But then the month just snuck out. And then yeah. <laughs> we got to do... The January month in review now. Weeks go by very quickly, apparently, which we did not take into account when we came up with those ideas. Yeah. We have many episodes in the bank still to share yeah. with you, but as each month finishes up, we are going to do these episodes. Yes. We're going to give out a whole bunch of weekly awards for the month and monthly awards for the month. And that's what, when we talk about current wrestling, that's what we're going to do here. Right. Which will steer the conversation pretty much the way we want it anyway. And then we'll try to stay away from the negative, but I'm sure that'll come up <laughs> regardless. Yeah, I mean, inevitably. But by looking at some of the best stuff from every week, we're going to try to keep it concise. And that will just, by default, I think, keep a lot of the negative out. Yeah. Except when it forces its way onto the show like Braun Strowman. Sure. So, besides this week and Braun Strowman attempted manslaughter, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not having that segment. But... Let me ask you this. This will kind of lead into our, our first match of the week for the first week of January. Okay. I'm going to ask you about a SmackDown thing that's going on, Chris. Okay. So, did you ever think that, like... I mean, obviously, it was inevitable whenever they introduced Daniel Bryan as the general manager. Yes. Not the commissioner. See, that's that, that right. still confuses it's, me because... It feels backwards to me. <laughs> every time. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Good. It was inevitable that something was going to start... Con, you know conflicting with the two guys right are you bored with this story yet and where do you think it's going uh yeah i'm kind of bored with it already i'm, I'm over it it started hell it, it started months and months ago now it seems the, well, it seed, the with, seeds of it yeah. yeah it started with the kevin owens and shane thing and then it yeah. grew into different things and, so this has been going on since july yeah which is crazy yeah yeah i guess so but i felt that 
like initially I was kind of interested in it when it was Shane was obviously trying to get back at Owens and Zayn for what they did at Survivor Series and everything else and with Vince McMahon and yeah. everything. Hell in a Cell. Yeah. yeah. And so when Daniel Bryan came in, he was the level-headed one and he was thinking correctly and obviously Shane was the bad guy in this situation. I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting, I guess. I yeah, mean, they're both fan favorites yeah. and you know, they still get their cheers. Like Daniel's still over as hell yeah. and rightfully so. Yeah. Shane's super over and rightfully so. Yeah. And there's two well-liked guys, but they have conflict of opinion right. which leads into oh well daniel's siding with the bad guys yeah but and that was the thing is that he wasn't necessarily he was just saying that shane was wrong in what he was doing yeah. and that was interesting yeah and then that night happened when aj styles made that remark about beating owens and zane in the same match <laughs> and daniel made that match and now the thing doesn't make much sense anymore yeah it's like there's no gray areas it's all yeah. like okay we flipped it and now Apparently Shane is in the right and Daniel is wrong and that's how they're portraying it on TV even though we're forgetting that Shane was obviously overzealous and obviously trying to get back at these guys and trying to push them out and it doesn't make any sense anymore and I'm bored with it and unless they build up to a match I don't want to see this anymore really. I've got two scenarios for fantasy booking here mm. that, that could make this better. Yeah. This is, I'm just throwing it out there. And mm. every time we do this, it's a free idea. Yeah. So I don't even want credit. I just, <laughs> right. I want a few free tickets right. and that's about it. Um, so a little, little credit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, does this lead into maybe something like an undisputed era coming into SmackDown and hanging out with, uh, at least Owens. Yeah. Sammy could be going the other way as a press time. Yeah. You never know. And I think Sammy does work better. I, I, I like heel Sammy a lot, actually. Yeah. I'm surprised how much I, I do like Sammy right. as a heel. But I could I could totally see him reverting back because, you know, the fight for everything. And But I see Undisputed Era coming in maybe at some point and, yeah. and invading SmackDown and maybe being on that side. And it's like all of the quote-unquote old indie guys. And Vince doesn't like stories like that. Yeah. But, you know, like those guys that all come from the same era. That'd be kind of cool, yeah. Something I could like see that. something like that. It would be... I think, yeah, they could kind of save this for me. If this did keep going on and on and on, if it, if it started to split the roster. They're like, like these are Daniel's boys yeah. and these are Shane's boys. Yeah. And, so it and feels, Shane's stuff is going to be old. Right. That's, that's yeah. by default, that's yeah. going to be the thing. And so it's it's kind of, it would be kind of faction warfare, which we always talk about that we like so much. Yeah. But it's really just the two sides. and it's, it's yeah. Civil War doesn't work as well in wrestling as faction warfare yeah. does. Those are different things, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So that yeah. that could be kind of interesting, but I just it's, it's or CM Punk, of yeah, course, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember a time when Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon came together when SmackDown Live was first happening, and they were like, "This is the land of opportunity. We don't want this show to be about management and the people up top. We want it to be about the wrestlers." And for the past six, seven, eight months, it's been about the management. It's been about Bryan and Shane, and that's. The centerpiece of every single show over the last few months is those two guys. Yeah. Not the wrestlers so much. Yeah. Owens is involved. AJ Styles is kind of involved. He's a pawn in this in, whole thing. Yeah, he's a the pawn. The same way Randy Orton was a pawn exactly. whenever it came time to book a main event. He's the new Undertaker. Like, yeah. like when Teddy Long would punish a guy, you're right. one-on-one with The Undertaker. Yeah. It's now one-on-one with Randy Orton or a yeah. partner of his choosing. So they, they started the show with that idea in mind that it was going to be about the wrestlers. <laughs> 
and Raw was complete opposite. And now, besides the Jason Jordan thing, Kurt Angle <laughs> oh. is pretty much just hanging back and letting things happen. Yeah. So, so who's, who's yeah. the most respected GM in all of wrestling? Of course, it's William Regal. Right. You know why? <laughs> because he comes out when he absolutely right. has to, yep. and he's always in the back. Yep. Yep. But that leads us to week one match of the week. Now, Does that it? being said, because because focusing refocusing on the mm. positive, yes, the absolute positive the power of positivity on smackdown exists and it's always 100 percent in the tag team division no disrespect to like aj styles or bobby Roode, sure but the tag team division is still where it's at ever since the brand split 100 percent for me my opinion so that leads match of the week week one it was a light week to be fair it's not an insult to the participants involved here because it was such a weird to do the wrestling was still quality, but right. they did kind of the dusty finish and then did a different finish, and it was a two-segment thing, and it was the most interesting thing they did on television the whole week because everybody yeah. just kind of took a week off. Right. NXT was a, a best-of show. 205 was bah. Raw was bah. <laughs> yeah. SmackDown yeah, was at least Zotrain some... was still happening on oh, 205 yeah. Live. I'm so glad, that, yeah. I'm so glad it's over with. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think the tag title match that kicked off SmackDown for the year, the Usos... Versus Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. That was which, the one with where they pinned the wrong Uso. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that because it was it was interesting and it made because that almost never matters in tag matches anymore. It's yeah. almost who cares who's the legal guy, but it made it matter again. And for the past month since that match, I've been watching and I've been watching them paying attention to who's the legal guy all the time in mm. these tag matches, at least on the SmackDown side, because you see him like. Making sure that the ref sees the tag and things yeah. like that. So, well, wait till the Ely brothers get called up if they do. That's going to be a headache and a half because <laughs> right. they are identical. Yeah, yeah. No markings, same facial hair. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Man, anyway, that's our Ely brothers way later on down the pipe. Right. Maybe, like I said, maybe. Yeah. They got a lot of work to do. But yeah, I like that match. And it, it, it definitely stuck out in week one. Yeah, you know? for sure. Especially, yeah, especially on the, uh, the American side. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because everybody. I mean,. It seemed like not only were we watching Wrestle Kingdom, but WWE took a week yeah. off to watch it too. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but like you know, Gable and Benjamin and Us was like, yeah, we could do this. We work hard all year. We got right. this. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And speaking of Wrestle Kingdom, I'm gonna really turn this show over to Chris. Now I will say we we had a Wrestle Kingdom watching party. Yeah, we over did. Here. Yeah, that was a lot all of fun. like six and a half hours of it or whatever it was. <laughs> it was about six actually. I guess five five something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I stopped counting because yeah. I was really enjoying myself, and I I didn't get bored the whole time, I no, gotta yeah. say. But yeah, I mean, of course, Wrestle Kingdom had the biggest buzz going for it that it's ever had, you know, in, in all 12 years, you know, because this has been building up. I mean, the word of mouth on the show, yeah. regardless, has been building up amazingly over the yeah. years to the point where it got on my radar about three, four years ago. Right. It build up to you actually attending number 10 yep. while you were out in Japan. That's why the show has been on hold for so long. <laughs> How dare you? No, I'm just kidding. But no, the fact that you got to see Styles Nakamura live. Yeah. And, and they were and, probably so going to see it again this yeah, year. So yeah, excited. So we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking. Yeah. Milk that the whole year. Yeah. And so, you know, and I paid attention to see what was happening with Eleven and then, you, you know, the whole Okada Omega thing. Yeah. And so New Japan, the buzz was already insane. And then all of a sudden you throw Chris Jericho into yeah. the mix, and now you've got a lot of new eyes on it. Yeah. So, I mean, this show couldn't lose. I mean, yeah, there's absolutely. no way that that roster is going to choke. 
on a night where it had, I think, easily the most eyes on it it's ever had. I think so, yeah. I think it was probably the most, I won't go on record saying it, but I think it's probably the most well-attended show and most watched Wrestle Kingdom and, I guess, New Japan event. And and maybe in recent history, at least. Yeah, just a hell of a show. I mean, this is, when I was watching this show, I was, of course, thinking about this show, the Wrestling House show, and I'm like, God, how are we going to do this now? Like, (laughs) so... We had to come to a, a harsh decision, and this isn't in any way like where WWE like has a cruiserweight division, and it's yeah. like okay, we're we're only kidding, <laughs> right. some most of the time. Yeah, like we have to whenever it comes down to matches of the week, match of the month, match of the year, we'll figure out kind of how the year is going to go as the year goes on. But as of right now, we have to self-contain right. New Japan and in its own little world here because honestly, it's just not going to be fair. Yeah, it's it's a different product, too. I mean, the Western-style, WWE-style, I guess, is more, like, story-driven. Although you do have the great matches with great wrestlers still. Yeah. But there's a lot of... It's it's a different product than what New Japan is. I mean, New yeah. Japan is, like, the strong style for the yeah. most part. And Who's the GM of New Japan? Uh, I, uh, to see? Yeah, okay, yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> That's what I'm saying. I forget the guy's name. Like, the owner shows up, like, once in a blue moon. Yeah. And he'll. And when he shows up, it's like, oh, this must be very Yeah, important. the last time I remember seeing him was he was in pictures <laughs> holding the, the IWGP US heavyweight title, and that was last summer when they did those Los Angeles shows. Makes sense. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's carried by the wrestlers, and that's, that's, that's what it is. They yeah. go in the ring, they have a match, they leave, and then that's... That's yeah. what it is. And it's... Yeah. I remember, remember many, many summers and moons ago when yeah. IBD said, I don't want the bullshit storylines. Right. I just want to wrestle. Yeah. This is where you are at right now. If you do not want the bullshit storylines, you must be in New Japan. There are storylines to a certain extent, but well, it, yeah. it all revolves around rivalries. And I want to beat you for that belt, therefore we have a story going. And that's all you need. Like that. Yeah. That's it. And so, yeah, talking about Wrestle Kingdom 12, though, it's hard to pick a, a match... From that show, the three stand out to me. Um, it was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, oh, which was... That four-way, right? Yeah, oh. Marty Skrull was in there. He was the champ going in against Will Ospreay, Kushida, who was almost my favorite last year, and uh, Hiromu Takahashi, who was the uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón yeah. guy, the, yeah. the ticking time bomb. That yeah. match was crazy. I mean, even just on the front end and the Western brain, we're talking yeah. about once again, like just the entrances. I'm yeah. all like, this is some <laughs> right. of the best stuff I've ever seen. Yeah. Marty's entrance. Marty, was yeah. He had the wings epic. and everything. Yeah. And those things yeah. aren't cheap. I looked them up. Yeah. Like it, they, they cost, he, if he got a deal, right. then he spent five grand, wow. but probably 10 for those. So he yeah. invested in himself. Or maybe he got them to rent it off and buy it for him. I, I don't yeah, freaking maybe, know. Yeah. But that was that was better than most WrestleMania entrances I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so right better there, than all of Rey Mysterio's WrestleMania entrances. <laughs> you hate all of <laughs> Rey's cosplaying to yeah. death. I love that. Um, yeah, you you've been used to be critical about Nova's half the time too, but at least at least he was. Yeah, uh, it was okay. He was yeah. in the ballpark. At yeah, least. okay. okay. Entrances wrestling. <laughs> That match. That match was great. Um, that the, was uh, our, our friend Matt that came over and watched yeah. it with us. He That was his favorite match yeah. that night. And that was his first New Japan show. Yeah. And My so, first all the way through, to be fair. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. So even though you knew a little bit about it, he knew pretty much nothing about yeah. any of them. Yeah. And we all enjoyed it pretty much the same, I think. Yeah. That was the cool thing about it. Like, yeah. I wish, like, you know... Whatever kind of focus groups people want to look at, you know, especially when it comes to WWE and yeah. stuff like that, like, or TNA. That's yeah. what it's yeah. like, what do you want? Just, like, 
watch the reaction all the like you know in the know not in the know this is how we like it yeah <laughs> it is good yeah so there was that match stood out to me the title match the IWGP heavyweight title match Okada versus Naito which I was super looking forward to because Tetsuya Naito has exploded over the past year he was popular before but he is like the guy. He is. Is he like? Because I, I was saying that looks like a CM Punk kind of thing or, or an Austin thing. Like I mean, yeah, you can't be I those guess, people. I see what you're saying, yeah. But it's it's the it's the disrespectful like. Yeah. It's a new era, and I don't have to be so like. It's a bow and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's very disrespectful to. He's a millennial. The titles like he he got he held the uh, intercontinental title for a long time last year, and he was I think I was talking about it on the show. He was just throwing it he didn't care about it. he didn't want it he threw it he bent it on the ring post sometimes so he's he's that kind of guy but then when people get mad at him he's also the kind of guy that says oh wait calm down it's okay like just take it easy like he says that like take it easy tranquilo yeah. like he's he's so great yeah. so everyone i think in the world expected naito <laughs> to win the title because okada has held it for 500 and something days he's like rising up in the ranks of the longest reign ever yeah and he is really like he's carrying the he's he is that good number one not just in japan like and you know we we put i put this on the facebook the day it broke he he got number one in the pwi 500 the first japanese wrestler to do that yeah and that's a big deal yeah They've they've always been number two, number three. Right. Every year, there's always like whoever the top Japan guy is was like it was like a joke. It was yeah. always number two, never you, number one. You can't deny it. I mean, yeah. he's, he's really really good. So that match was great. But I think for me, the match of the night and I guess the match of the week for Japan that that week, at least from what I saw, uh, was Jericho and Omega. Just yeah. because I think it's hard to compare those two matches, honestly, the title match and the Jericho Omega match. They were very different. I mean, yeah. definitely the, the world title match was wrestling, personified. Yeah. Classic, strong style, Japanese wrestling, tons of false finishes. Yeah. And not that there wasn't those kind of things in the Jericho Omega match, but yeah. I'm glad that they had the matches they had with each right. other. Even though they had a very small amount of time to build up that match, the Jericho Omega match, yeah. they did it in very short order. They had a bunch of good angles go viral. Yeah. And so when you got to that match, you were like, these guys really do want to hurt each other. Yeah. And that was, they had a violent match. Yeah, yeah. and it seemed like it because Jericho took Omega out to the floor at one point and was just like, he slapped the referee at one point. He took yeah. one of the young lions and roughed him up. At the, yeah. It was like. Yeah. I even like the build up, you know, where he beat up Cyrus. You yeah. know, like yeah. a guy that's like a lifelong friend of his, yeah. you know, like, so that's like Jericho's incensed. He, wants, yeah. he still wants to be the best in the world. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what kind of comparison to a match that would be for somebody, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, like that guy at that level versus that guy at that level at that time. It, it's really hard to have that happen in any era. Of yeah, it's tough and to have say it work. that because, yeah, because Jericho, he's kind of a legend already in America and in Japan yeah. for different reasons, I guess I would say. Because yeah. when he comes in, like the people in Japan know who he is. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And Omega is the hottest thing in the world right now. Yeah. So it's, so. yeah, it was two, like, gigantic forces coming together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it delivered. That's the best yeah. part about it, is yeah. it freaking delivered. I hope they do it a few more times. Yeah. Uh, but even if they never do, that's one of the greatest matches you're ever going to see in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Hands down. 
So yeah, that's the Japan match of the week. I would yeah. say. And the, the other thing I gotta say about mm-hmm. putting New Japan over, and I'll, I'll do it as many times as I can, even as just like a, a pseudo newbie, even mm-hmm. though I, I've been a guy that's watched comps over the years. But, yeah. Uh, just the announce, the announcing, the announce team, the way they call the matches. It's mm. still entertaining. There's still jokes in there. Yeah. Thank you, Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> but Cyrus is great. Yeah. Kevin Kelly's all right. Yeah, but it, it's it's all about the wrestling. It's yeah. all about and and these guys have more of a job to do than any wrestling announcer I think in the whole world right yeah. now. Not only do they have to call a match and make it compelling, they have to tell the American audience the story that they're watching. Right. Yeah, they're they are the lone vessels. You can show the promos all day, and yeah. you're going to understand a lot of it because you know the language somewhat. Somewhat, yeah. someone like me doesn't. So I'm relying on Kevin Kelly and Cyrus yeah. to tell the entire story, yeah. not the physical story that's already being done, obviously. But everything else, it's on their shoulders. Yep. So I got to commend them for doing that. Yeah. They did a great job on that show. They are great. I didn't feel lost. That's the other thing. I didn't feel lost. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. important. Yeah, we're going to figure out how we're going to get all these matches in for contention for the year. But obviously, that's that one's going to be... That one's already at the top yeah, of the list for the year. Absolutely. <laughs> I think these are these are all worth mentioning. Cause there, there was some good wrestling. There were there were some slow weeks this, this month. But, well, I mean, there were some really good matches this year that are already... That will already place well at our year-end list. Yeah. So, there we got a long haul to go. Yeah. So, you want to get into week two let's of uh, American wrestling? Yeah, let's go there. We're like just a few weeks out from the the uh, the end of the uh, dark days of 205, but <laughs> you know even then there were always some bright points here and there. It, but it wasn't uh, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about this more later how much better the show has gotten. But mm-hmm. uh, I will say a bright point at the beginning of the year for 205, even pre Enzo firing, is the return of Grand Metalik. Yeah, it, it's been like night and day since his return, uh, and he came back with a great comeback match. But then in week two. They put him up there against TJP, and TJP returning. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. You know, it, it was a little bit different in the sense that they they like the company seemed to be kind of breaking my heart with TJP. Yeah, he was involved in one of the most amazing things this company has ever done, and then like almost in record time, he's a second class citizen. After yeah, that. so it's like the thing it's a Dolph Ziggler thing they're 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 making me not want to care and I hate them for it yeah you're right I do see a lot of parallel when I hadn't thought about that but it really is a lot like the Dolph Ziggler thing I think yeah so but they came in and they had this great match and you know there was a little bit of an angle there because they were both back from injury and stuff like that but they just had this amazing match and I couldn't I you know I wasn't sure it was gonna win I, yeah. I thought TJ was gonna win because he had won the week before yeah this was his second match back from was he injured before part of that yeah I think so yeah, See, he was I, out for a little while I missed I'm, <laughs> I missed a handful of 205 yeah, shows I, I will admit that <laughs> yeah but I'll tell you what yeah we'll get more back to 205 but that match huh yeah I have I have to crown that one match of the week for week two I yeah I think hundred percent because it was kind of a light week on both the the main shows were on SmackDown yeah and that match but not to say that that match TJP versus Grand Metalik wasn't great because it was I think I watched it twice already because nice. it was that good and in a week where uh, NXT was back new and yeah. you know other shows started to wake up a little bit they had to build up to the Rumble and the other big shows yeah. that was still the best match the whole week I think the WWE did so. and yeah that might be just the match of the week because there was no oh, in the world yeah maybe because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> there was no New Japan show that week Our, there was a Fantastica Mania started around that time 
and it's I like that because that yeah. sounds like a fake name. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. but it's New Japan's tour with CMLL. Oh, they cool. bring a lot of the luchadors in. Nice. And there were three shows that they aired on New Japan World, and I haven't watched all of them yet. But there weren't a ton of of the New Japan guys in it. There were a few here and there, but it was mostly the CMLL guys. They defended some of their titles and things. And I watched some of it, and it was really good. But I haven't watched all those shows because okay. I've been trying to keep up with four companies, and it's a lot of wrestling to yeah. watch. Yeah, so I can see, I can see. Yeah. You don't have the dead eyes yet, but right? Yeah, we'll <laughs> um, see how long this lasts. And then I have been watching Stardom too, and it wasn't until later in the month that the Stardom matches got good enough for me to really talk about. There were there were good matches on each of these earlier shows. Yeah. But I think later in the month they got two matches where I think that I would want people to go seek them out. And these these early ones were were good. There was a match, Oedo Tai, I think I mentioned them before. They are the best faction in stardom and maybe my favorite faction in the world right now. Wow. And they had a match against it was uh, Nicole Savoy, who is the Shimmer Champ. Yeah, and, we know Nicole. Yeah. And I think uh, Zaya Brookside was in the match. She is Robbie Brookside's daughter. I was about to ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, That's cool. Teaming up. I think it was Kaylee Ray. She was also in the Mae Young Classic. Okay. Um, I think the three of them teamed up against three of the Oedo Tai members, and that was a really good match. I guess that's the Japan match of the week, because that's... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So it's official now. (laughs) Uh, I will go ahead and make this one official. This was another... This was a weird week, because... WWE that like they're okay, so they're building up towards the Royal Rumble, of course. Mm. They're also building up towards Raw twenty five. So I feel like they kind of took a week off on Raw again. Yeah, which is so odd. Like I, just, I, I remember good old day syndrome. Right. But you know, I've been saying this for years, Chris. So you've heard me say this a lot. I love the Royal Rumble. I always have loved the Royal Rumble. I always called it the most exciting hour on television. The way I'm programmed to think. But for a good reason. Yeah. It was always the most unpredictable and yeah. most exciting hour on television every year that it aired. Right. It's fallen off a lot the last few years. I'd say at least seven. Yeah. At least pretty much this decade. Because when you get to the last five, six, seven guys, you know it's going to be one of these guys we've seen before that we yeah. don't really care about. It's not unpredictable. It's, yeah. it's predictable within like two or three guys. Yeah, but the point I'm, I'm getting at, yeah. and I'll, we'll get back to the Royal Rumble, but the build-up is what I'm talking about. And gotcha. I, as much as I love the Rumble on principle, I hate the build-up. <laughs> I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. No, it's, I'm going to win. And then you know what? Yeah. It kind of used to be like that. But, yeah. you know, maybe, I, once again, good old day syndrome, but you remember Austin showing up and just like, I'm going to take the whole roster out before the yeah. Royal Rumble. Like, it was exciting at least yeah. enough to watch every week. And that year especially, you knew Austin was going right. to win in 98. But, a spoiler, <laughs> but uh, you need a ball to play cricket, right? Okay. Uh, but, you know, it, it's at least like I'm still tuning in and it's right. compelling enough television. Maybe someone will knock him off. You right. know, like there were a couple of other people that might have been able yeah. to squeak through. I know Owen was, you know, pretty uh, strongly considered at that point. But mm. it was it was definitely nothing stopping Austin. But at the same time. Like, you know, the builds were fun. And, and, and it pretty much went that way for years and years. And I think this decade, it's really fallen off. The build's the same every year. Mm. And man, that title buildup this uh, month was terrible for me. It was oh, just yeah. dark. But <laughs> but they took a... Like I said, I just think they took a week off. Right yeah. before Raw 25. I'm like, don't... Why? You don't need to do that. That's dumb. Yeah. I think that really hurt both shows. But... That being said, it's been a long time since I, I've said this, mm. 
But the last match on Raw was the best match of the week. <laughs> I agree, yeah. So you got Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, rematch of the Universal title that yeah. should have had a title involved because he never got his rematch. Still never got his rematch. Still isn't getting his rematch. Yep. Not as a press time. And uh, But they went out there and they always proved that you know it's always a good idea to put these guys in the ring yeah. for something that matters. And I'm sure that's always the idea for those two guys. Yeah. And, you know, the will they or won't they thing with Finn Balor is definitely still up in the air. Yeah, it's frustrating. Seth Rollins getting back to his his single star shine needs to happen again, of course, as well. So I'm just glad these guys went out and proved themselves. Once again, they don't need to prove it to me, but I think they still need to remind a lot of people from time to time, whether it's Fairweather fans or Fairweather office people. (laughs) Right. But great match, even despite the bullshit kind of finish that I thought it was like with the shoulder bit. Um, yeah, it was still yeah. so well, like just just the physicality, and it was just a good match. I agree, hundred percent. I think I wrote in my little review thing that I do on the website on cnjradio.com. Yes, that it was probably it was the best WWE match of the month so far, or of the year so far. I think I said, but yeah, it, and for, that kind of extends for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and that yeah. kind of extends backwards a little bit too, because it was a really really good match. There well, wasn't anything in Japan because there were no Stardom shows that week, and I think. There were either no New Japan shows or Fantastica Mania was still going on, so I didn't okay. see all those. So there was I a good match on Ring of Honor, though. I still can't get over that name. That's <laughs> great. You, you know, I will say this is something that you know maybe the kids won't know as well, but mm. you know, Japanese wrestling used to be different. Like Japanese wrestling, you talk. That's why they say strong style. Yeah, it was one hundred percent strong style. Yeah, I mean there was light heavyweights. They existed, but they didn't really exist. Right. And it was that J-Cup. It was the second J-Cup. Yeah. Where it's right after the semis and before the finals. And they took an intermission. Yeah. But they didn't, like, stop the show. They brought in this match of these two wrestlers from Mexico. And they had a match. And overnight, I think, changed Japanese wrestling forever. Yeah. It was Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Psychosis. Yeah. That match changed everything. I think so. so. I mean, obviously they were having the Super Junior tournaments, but like you said, yeah. it did bring in that the Mexican Roosh. style to it. Yeah, and it yeah. changed what they were. Yeah, because like you go watch, you know, you know how much I love Muda and I love yeah. Liger, and they did take chances, but they took chances in spurts. Right. Like, okay, they're the Daredevils when it's like a crucial move. Yeah. But they wouldn't go like hard bell to bell. Right. They would fight like Japanese guys. Right. Like regular heavyweights. Yeah. So that's different in and of itself. But yeah. yeah, the Lucha influence in Japan is just... It's an amazing priceless entity that was added. And who knows how mm-hmm. much... Did they just bring these guys in? It's like, oh, this will be different. This will be, be fun. Yeah, yeah. it will be fun. Look at, this, little... look at this weird thing where they fly around and stuff. Yeah, these 120-pound guys. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Ray was like 120, yeah. maybe, at that yeah. point. So, yeah. You know, I, I do this thing. I, I'm going to go ahead and make that the classic match of the month. All right. Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Psychosis. I had another one in mind, but I, I'm changing it. I'm just yeah. calling an audible. The match that changed Japanese wrestling forever. Yeah. It is very, very historically relevant. And if you're a wrestling fan, you should watch it. Yeah. Good Period. Yeah. So look it up. You know, YouTube that. I'm sure you Under Super J Cup. Yeah. Year two. I think it was 95, I want to say. We'll try to. We'll put it on the Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? That, <laughs> why, we, why do we have a page if I'm not going right. to put it on there? <laughs> yeah. Give us the traffic. All right. Uh, any, anything else before we get to Raw 25 and Matt and week number four? Um, I will say that Lethal, Jay Lethal fought Will Ospreay in week three. And that was good. Ooh. Yeah. 
Oh, so wow. if you can track that down, it was Ring of Honor TV. Okay. So the match happened like in December, but it aired. I'd love to in see January. that match. So, yeah, yeah, check that out if you can. Oof. But I would still say, I still say Rollins Balor is like probably okay. I would go with match of the week. All right, if you're sure, because I mean, I'm not you mentioned sure. those two names, and I yeah. could be convinced otherwise. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to I think, watch that. Yeah, I think I may write both of those down actually. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, two guys that should definitely be signed in WWE at this point. Yeah. I, I thought it, by this point Jay Lethal would be there. I mean, I don't yeah. understand that. I mean, I guess he has a contract with Ring of Honor still. So. Yeah, and he's kind of one of the. I mean, he's kind of. And I wouldn't say he's carrying the company, but he's definitely one of the legends of that company. Sure. Yeah, him and Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Raw 25, Chris. We're we're old enough to be nostalgic about Raw yeah, 25. Yeah. I always wonder about that. Like, like the ones that, like, I don't know, I never saw any right. of this. Like, why is it so important that this guy beat Razor Ramon? You know? Right. Like, yeah. I'll tell you, I, I've said this to everybody who will ever listen to me over the years. I always say that the kid beating Razor is a top five Raw moment. It should yeah. never be pushed out of the top five ever. Yeah. Because that one moment made me say, I'm never missing another single episode of this right. show ever again. And it's pretty much been true. Yeah. Like, I've stayed hooked almost just for that sole reason. Of course, they've given me a lot of gimmies along the way. Yeah. Foley winning the title. That should always be top five. Yeah. Um, you know, the night after Mania 14. Oh, yeah. that was that's the true kickoff to the night after Mania. People don't talk about oh, that yeah. one ever. But that one, definitely, yeah. that was one of the most shit-hot Raws you could ever watch. Go dial up the network and go <laughs> look up the Raw... The night after WrestleMania 14. Yeah. Greatness. But yeah, you know, and here's the thing. I am, uh, and I haven't said this on the show yet. I am, I don't have the live television, as David Letterman would say. Right. I do the streaming thing like the kids do. Yeah, the Hulu. It's a money thing, of course, also. You know, cable costs a lot of money. Yeah. But, you know, I, I haven't seen the full Raw in a long time. I see the Hulu version. I get a lot of wrestling matches chopped off my, yeah. my Hulu edit of Raw. Because you're, you're, you're going from 2 hours 15, 2 yeah. hours 20, down yeah. to 90 minutes with yeah. promos, by the way. And you know how promo-heavy Raw is, yeah. so think about that for a second. Yeah. So, I so definitely... have you seen, like, Titus Worldwide at all lately, or ever? Ish. Okay. <laughs> I started watching Main Event again, just yeah. so I could see Titus right. Worldwide. <laughs> Dana's improving, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I think she's getting better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't seen her wrestle in six months. Easy. But I saw her wrestle twice this month on main event. Okay, there you go. Yeah. She had a good outing against Mickey James in week one. Oh, cool. We'll have go. to go back and watch those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Titus, I, I forgot Gallus and Anderson were in the company for a yeah. little bit <laughs> until this month. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and I'm not even being funny. That's it's, yeah. it's a sad reality. Yeah. So I feel like I've only really seen half of Raw 25. Right. <laughs> I definitely echo the sentiment of, when are they going to get back to the Manhattan Center? Yeah. They got some good stuff in the Manhattan Center. They got the Undertaker. They got the DX DX Club thing, which was really cool. They got some of the really cool segments of the night, but man, they spent so much time. They should have split it more. It should have been each segment back and forth, at least, I think. I know USA would never go for this, Mm. but I dreamt of them doing like, here is raw business as usual, and we're having the old school thing on the network. Almost like like picture on picture, but you have to make a choice. But in this day and age, you know, you could DVR regular ass raw and then hit the network. I want to see those numbers skyrocket. USA would never go for that. No, they would, they would hate them. So they they would never, yeah, they never allow it in a million years, but Man, they should just because they it, when they re, since they're redoing two hundred five in such yeah. a great way, 
And, you know, maybe maybe there is a miracle where I can hold out to where the big arenas will start right. accepting it. And yeah. I think that there's there's always a chance. Because yeah. WWE, they can sell you an Edsel. Right. Uh, but, man, bring that Manhattan Center back. Yeah. Just have them do it there. They could have done it, like, the night that WCW ended. And it was that, like, simulcast thing. and Because there were two shows and they were on yeah. competing networks. Yeah. And I was watching both of them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. They could have done it that way, I think. Because I, depending on how much I spent, I would have felt like I got a raw deal if I had gone to the Manhattan Center. And pardon just, the pun. Yeah, yeah, pardon the pun. If I had sat there and watched the show basically closed captioned raw that night yeah. with a few things. Were they old school in it, like with monitors, you think? Like the word people closed could... circuit, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, closed circuit, yeah. thank you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's what was going... I mean, obviously, Barclays got that on, yeah. the, on their big Titan Tron. Yeah. But oh, like, yeah. How, did they, how are they watching it the Manhattan Center? They must have showed it somewhere. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. If not, man, that's even worse. Yeah, I mean, maybe they had, maybe they just had dark matches between things, you know? They, and, they, like, the matches they did have were so short that... Yeah. Like, I liked Raw 25, but I will say that it was so jam-packed. Like, Hardy versus Wyatt, it lasted, like three or four minutes or something it was like super short oh, the, the, oh they had a match oh you didn't see that oh no all right they had a match in the manhattan center okay yeah wow <laughs> um, <Neat>. the, <laughs> can't wait to see it <laughs> the revival in the club saw like, that yeah because that was part of the big segment yeah, yeah. Oh, but if it hadn't been right i wouldn't have yeah. seen it <laughs> you but, know this yeah so <laughs> it's like the matches they got and even the matches in Barclays besides the Intercontinental title match that was given some time. I I, I actually on principle I was going to give that match of the week. Oh really? Just on principle. Okay. But there's something else looming okay, uh, yeah. in in the week there that yeah. there's no contest. Yeah. But I know that they're not going to do this but you know it'd be fun if they'd have brought in a few cameos by some of the crazy things that they do just to yeah. just to kind of poke fun at themselves but yeah. we were like at the Raw 10 show at American Airlines because mm. uh, they did. I remember this show because it was definitely something. No, no, that wasn't it. It was okay, but this still to my point. Yeah, it was Raw Homecoming because it was the first oh, okay. show back on USA. Gotcha. And then they had that big old school segment, and that was the only time that Kevin Von Erich had been in the ring on Raw. Ever, mm. and that was a big deal for me. Yeah. But at the same time, like they had that huge, remember that huge long segment with Steve Austin. Love Austin, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But every McMahon had to be involved. In oh, that and he yeah. stunned every McMahon. Yeah, so yeah. this was this. I've seen the same segment here, and it's you know, I'm giving credit where it's due. That that Vince is you know this is his baby, this is his brainchild, and all that shit. But do you have to be in a 20 minute segment on every goddamn anniversary yeah. show? No, that, that's the thing much. that brings it down for me. Yeah. There was there were there was a lot of time given to certain things, and then they just tried to jam everything else into these other segments. I, I did kind of like the APA's card game that kept getting bigger and bigger. I thought that was fun. Oh, did they do that? You didn't see that either. No. Wow. Yeah, they were playing cards all night, and I saw them at the end of the night as lumberjacks. Yeah, the That's card it. the card game kept getting bigger and bigger. And okay, so there's my cameos. Yeah. Did well, you? Did I, I was trying to pinpoint. Yeah. Like okay, I know that. By the way, okay, answer me this, since you yeah. saw them right. more elongated of a segment. Sure. Was that MVP? Yes, MVP was there. Okay, that, that was bothering me. So yeah. like, that guy looks like MVP, but he had his back to the camera. Yeah, he was playing cards with Bradshaw and <laughs> Simmons. Jesus. Man, did you see Did you see the Dudley boys? <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> Dudley boys were there. They're going in the Hall of Fame, I know yeah. that. I've only yeah. seen them in packages this they, Yeah, they put some people, Phrasing, through, they but... put some people through tables. Didn't see that. Yeah, okay. 
Hulu is yeah. done me wrong, man. I'll I'll I'll, I'll dub it for you. Okay, thank you. Like, even though I just spoiled half of it, but no, no, no. I you know <laughs> um, uh, uh. a resounding uh, <laughs> advertisement for Hulu on this show. <laughs> yeah, right. I, the star rating on it's terrible, but right. rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown, great, no complaints. Ninety, yeah. Uh, yeah. ninety minutes, full show. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So that being said. <laughs> Week four is still not over, even though Raw twenty five okay. is over. Week four uh, was a good week all over the place. I yeah, think. yeah, and SmackDown was was good. It was decent. Yeah. Um, but man, all of a sudden they throw this amazing wrench into the storyline going into NXT Takeover Philly, and that is Velveteen Dream has a beef that he should be in the title match because he's on the upswing, and Johnny's zero and two against uh, Andrea Cianalmas. I like that idea that he's like, yeah, what the hell. <laughs> From his perspective, he's right. And that's the thing is, I don't care if you're a healer or babyface. If mm. your logic is correct in your right. head and you can sell that to me, I dig you. I'm yeah. on board with you. The best bad guys are correct in their thinking in that the way they think, they are correct. Yes. They have to believe what they say. And yeah, almost like I'm too, I've beaten the guy twice. Why do I have to fight him again? Yeah. But I like at the that. same time... Johnny earned the spot again. So. And and there's something that should not go unsaid, and I think some people really missed out on this. And I think even the company is kind of like sweeping this one under the rug. And yeah. I get why they're doing it, but Alistair Black got his first defeat in that fatal four-way, yeah. and Johnny got the pin on him. Yep. Now, of course, the circumstances were massively shenaniganed, right. <laughs> if that's even a word. Yeah, it is now. Sure, but it's a wrestling house show word. Mm-hmm. But yeah... Johnny gave Alistair his first television loss. Yep. And that's a big deal. Yeah. Because that, I mean, they don't know, really he, talk he, only, about that. he only practically swept the NXT awards. No, right. big, no big deal. <laughs> so there's that. So it's like, yeah, from Johnny's perspective, he's earned this. And I like how angry he got towards the towards the match. Yeah. I, I, that promo he cut was great. Yeah. So that leads into the match that Johnny Gargano had with Velveteen Dream yes. in week four yes. in NXT in January. Wow. Great stuff. Um, I actually just watched that yesterday because I was catching up on my NXT. Oh, so you're real fresh on it. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I got to say, I've been very disciplined since this week has started. I actually, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a good way to watch uh, WWE television. We'll okay. get back to this match. All right. So, okay, Hulu. I'll give Hulu something else. They have main event. Yep. Main event's not on the network. It, at least it, it's, not, it's not current. It's on the delayed network. on the network. Yeah. So, I, I pretty much waited till the end of January. I, like, binged main event last night. There's two matches on each show, mm-hmm. and it took me less than 75 minutes to yeah. watch the entire month. Yeah. So if you want to do... Uh, that's something I would recommend doing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless you get really caught up in the week. I don't yeah, see that happening, no. but I'll tell you what, like you, you just set aside 90 minutes of your time yeah. and get main event done, because I'm not going to watch any of the packages. Right. I've seen all that stuff. Even I have seen the stuff on Raw <laughs> right. that they talk about the on main stuff, events. Yeah. <laughs> God, if only they would put out the cut shit on right. there, this would be an appointment television this show for Titus me. This week, Titus Worldwide fought yeah. Heath Slater and Rhino. Should like. be this week in Titus <laughs> yeah. Worldwide is all it is, you know. And uh, and yeah, Heath Slater and Rhino. That's yeah. that, that's pretty much what you have. Okay, mm-hmm. so okay, Velveteen Dream and Johnny Gargano. And, uh, I mean, the yin-yang right there. And the contrast in styles and approach and character. Yeah. I, I really don't want to spoil this match. <laughs> like, really? if, I mean, 
if you put two and two together, you can kind of figure out who wins this match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe, fuck it, we'll just talk about it. But you should see this match. It's great. You know, like, I didn't think the card was going to get shuffled because, like, Velveteen was going to win. Yeah. I- I'm glad that the- he had the booking that he had because he definitely needs a major win on television. Yeah. And by booking him against Cassius, the the star factory of Cassius Ono, right. then, yeah, totally. Makes sense. Makes all the sense in the world as of right now, especially. Yeah. But man, even though I had almost no doubt going in, they still reeled me in, and yeah. that was just great wrestling, great storytelling. Well, Johnny just has a way of he is, I think, the ultimate underdog. Like Daniel Bryan was for for his what he did, and he was great. But man, Johnny is he just has that way. Like he wants to wrestle. He's ama- an amazing wrestler, and he puts on these amazing matches. But he's also always the underdog, and he's always fighting from behind. Even with someone newish like Velveteen Dream, who you wouldn't really expect to be that kind of guy in that match, he's dominating Johnny. Well, it was pretty even a lot of the match, sort of back and forth a little bit. But it's still that you want to see Johnny win. He's got that thing about him where you always want to see this guy win. I saw a quote from X-Pac the other day, uh, because X-Pac does a show, Mm -hmm. and he was like, uh, and we're kind of I'm going a little bit ahead here, but since yeah. you're talking about Johnny, it's definitely relevant. He said, I texted Hunter after the main event of TakeOver, and I yeah. was like, dude, that Johnny guy. <laughs> he goes, I've you know, I'm known about it. He's done shows with him. Yeah. But he's just like, that guy is the, like, from one underdog to another. Right. <laughs> it's like this guy. Yeah. And then Hunter said, he said, Hunter told me he's the last of the great white meat baby faces. Yeah. Like, there is no gray area with Johnny. Right. And he is the last of his kind. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe another guy will come along. And there yeah. probably will be, but yeah. it's like he's the only guy in the world right. when it's his match. And yeah. That's what he was talking uh, about yeah, to him. He yeah. goes, man, that's exactly what it is. So I thought that was really cool that he talked about that on his show, a little, little behind the scenes yeah. there. And it's nice to know that Hunter totally gets Johnny Gargano. Right. Yeah. That makes me feel good. I agree. So that match is so good. Track it down. We're, we're going to be a commercial for the network on every episode, mm-hmm. but that's actually what the show is about. And there's there's stuff you really need to watch. I always wonder, that there's got to be some people out there that just watch the live programming. They just watch what's being programmed. Just can you imagine? Smackdown, yeah. can, but can you imagine? No, like the WWE Network. Oh, now yeah. Now yeah. playing. Gotcha. Like they're gonna throw you some uh, cool nuggets yeah, every now and then, but you got to do your own digging. I know? never watched the live. I know, me neither. <laughs> like maybe if I'm grabbing some lunch for like 15 minutes yeah. and I'm indecisive, sure I'll hit the live. Yeah, but I rarely do it. I don't yeah. really understand it. It's not like a TV channel. It's an online streaming thing. I don't yeah. understand the 24 hour a day yeah. live, but but they do that. I mean, it makes more sense when they're building up towards like you know a big big yeah. four. Sh- like yeah. they'll play a lot of old WrestleManias before WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's something they could change, you know, like maybe make it a, you know, I don't know, maybe not a live only show here and there, but like mm. I would, and maybe they do this, but maybe like this week in history, you know, like, or yeah. something. I'm sure they do that, but yeah. you know, they need to, they definitely need to promote it more because I'm not aware. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I never look at what's, what's going on the yeah. live. And so that leads us into TakeOver Philly prior to the Royal Rumble, of course. I I was saying this to uh, my wife Nola, who watches all the wrestling with me. She's amazing, and 
Uh, if I ever thought for a minute that it was forced, I would be like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And But she's very involved and she always has opinions and I, I love that. We were talking before the show and I was like, watch Adam Cole. Adam Cole is going to be the guy that is going to go balls out tonight. Because everybody's going to put on a good show. Hmm. But Adam Cole needs to put on the best show. Because he's the only guy that hasn't had that great one-on-one opportunity in front of a big audience. Ever since he's gotten in that company, think about it. He's been in the corner yeah. of, the, of uh, O'Reilly and Fish a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in war games, but everybody was in war games. Yeah. So he's got this match coming up with Aleister Black, who, by the way, like I said, damn near swept the awards uh, for the NXT yeah. year end awards. Yeah. So you got this guy who's like, and some people are still going to be like, maybe this is their first takeover. Right. Who's this guy? <laughs> right. Why is he winning all these awards? Yeah. He barely talks, sir. <laughs> but I know I knew that Adam it was going to be Adam Cole's night in, in a way, and uh, man, it needed to be. Yeah, yeah, he put on an excellent display. No, proving that he will be a world title guy down the road. Oh yeah, and all those the main four guys on that show: Black, Cole, Almas, Gargano, world title guys, oh, yeah. multiple world titles down the road, future legends, bringing you instant classics. Like absolutely, what whatever matchup is thrown and whatever combination, those guys man. Yeah. I I love how NXT, even though they the whole point of NXT is to lose guys basically to the yeah. main roster. Well, once they once you get super behind them and they're at the top, they they you lose them. But man, you know, like I'm sitting there going, man, they lost Joe and they lost yeah. Balor and but every it's like they have figured out this way. Yeah, and for me, the shows have only gotten better. I would agree, yeah. Yeah. And that's and I can't believe I'm saying that, but I think it's an absolute truth. I think there's some dips here and there, but yeah, yeah for the most part, like after this last well, one, well, like the, the Bobby stuff yeah. was 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 fine. Yeah. I think Bobby is the main roster guy. I do too. I, I never yeah. bought him. I'm just saying I did not buy him as an NXT guy, but it's the same kind of thing with Drew kind of. Yeah. Like those guys are main roster guys for it me. It felt like they were coming through NXT on their way to the main roster. It yeah. didn't it feel it felt just like a transition. It didn't feel mm-hmm. like these were NXT guys, which is where I think that I the best so. NXT is when you have these guys that feel like they're NXT guys. Yeah, that's a very good point. I'd be really surprised if McIntyre didn't go to the main roster once he got healthy yeah. again. But who yeah. knows? Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe they want to like build him to the moon yeah. and then put him on the main roster. Yeah. But I mean he obviously is good enough to be on the main roster. He's done it before. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that, that's where I see, you know, when I see things yeah. like that, I'm like, huh, okay. But man, it's a golden age right now for that company. Yeah. And they're, they're going to have like every tag team in the world right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I was talking about, we were watching this week. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about the Ely brothers. Oh, and TM61 is back it's off of back. Injury Reserve. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, War Machine's coming in. Yeah. Oh, you still have Authors of Pain and Heavy Machinery and uh, the Street Profits. Yeah. <laughs> what the what the hell, man? Sanity? It's, yeah, yeah. Sabatelli and whatever the fuck? Whatever, whatever Riddick you Thank Moss. you. Yeah, yeah, Riddick, yeah, Moss, yeah, yeah, thank you. And then there's, I'm, I think I'm missing a team still. I'm sure there's others, yeah. But that's the thing is they have a bigger tag roster than either one of the main <laughs> roster shows. I know, it's crazy. But I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, yeah and they're and, all mostly, I like them. Yeah. There's a couple I don't care about, but. Sure. Oh, and there's only there was only a couple people at ringside. Oh, oh yeah, and we've got new superstars yeah. now. We've got EC3, and we've got Ricochet. Have yeah. you heard of Ricochet? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, NXT. It's pretty much the appointment show. 
you can expect in a few months to lose some of the people because after well, Mania, some people are going to move up. But yeah. even that's as tradition as the day yeah, after WrestleMania. With, <laughs> yeah, with everything you just said, you can be sure that they're not going to lose anything. Yeah. I would say, like when all those when they moved all the women up, I felt like they had kind of gutted like the NXT women's roster, yeah. and I think it did take a while to build back up. Yeah. But there were Oscar was there to carry the division yep. through that year. Yeah, that she, they, she did. That yeah. they rebuilt the women's division. Yeah, and and no really disrespect to the other ones. There's yeah, I'm just what, saying man. that they pulled up like all like the four horsewomen basically except for Bailey, and yeah. then it was they and then they kept doing that, and they kind of gutted the division. But that was the only time I can really think of them doing something like that. Yeah. Where it was like there was that rebuilding period in yeah. NXT. I still, you know, and I here's the thing, like, and, and man, Billy and Peyton are like the bridesmaids of that company, and I think they're good enough and entertaining enough to be on the main roster. I think I, they should yeah. really finally pull the trigger on them. I want to see mind. them get pulled up uh, post I, post mania. I think they're going to be like Elias and a few other people that have that will do better on the main roster yeah. than they're Alexa, kind of floundering yeah. in NXT in a sense. Yeah. So I'm looking forward. They should get called up any day now. And yeah. that, that that's how what I think because you already got you got Kyrie, you got Shayna, yeah. Ember. We're gonna be fine. It's yeah. gonna be fine. Yeah. That, Nikki, Nikki needs that yep. belt at some yep. point. Oh yeah, good god. Sure. All right, so takeover. What else about takeover? <laughs> the the tag match. I thought oh. that that was my favorite authors of pain match. Wow, and you know what? They've had a few surprising matches. Yeah, I love the sanity brawl at the last takeover. That I, was I that was say. really good too. I I just really enjoyed because Fish and O'Reilly are like so technical and they came in there with a plan and they stuck to it and they took the AOP out of their monster smash everything game and they made them fight their kind of match most of the time. They made them fight on the mat and things. So I think it brought out a little bit of a different side of the authors and I like that a lot. I would like to think that Ellering is not just there for a figurehead thing because... Ellering's been through Road Warriors versus Anderson and yeah. Blanchard matches yeah. and probably picked up a few things for those matches. And I saw a mirror image of that in that match, yeah. actually. Yeah. So so I'm not just seeing the Brainbusters in the revival, even right. though they're the most obvious example. Yeah. It was definitely on display in that match. Yeah. I love that stuff. And the fact that Fish and O'Reilly came out with the titles and they they beat the authors of pain and they didn't resort convincingly yeah they didn't resort to some kind of shenanigans going on they they beat them yeah i was super happy about how that match happened yeah and a lot of people don't realize like that they were one of the best tag teams for years yeah as red dragon yeah Yeah, as red dragon yeah man (laughs) so it's just nice yeah it's nice to see them and Getting a really decent, convincing win over a team yeah. like Authors of Pain, who really were booked super duper strong last yeah. year, especially. They beat the shit out of TM61 yeah. easily for the Dusty Classic. Yeah. I mean, that was. I've never seen a squash in a finals quite like that. Yeah. And, you know, they they basically broke up, uh, you know, DIY. Mm-hmm. So they had a big year. Yeah. So that's, once again, nothing to see that. And once again, I loved War Games so much. <laughs> and they were a part of it, so I can't yeah. hate on them for that reason. Yeah, so. I'm, I, I like them when they put them in roles like that. I don't like them when they're Super Smash guys. Yeah. I like them when they are forced to do something different. Yeah. And, you know, I have sometimes, especially when it comes to stuff like that, I have a hard time telling whether or not that they're quote-unquote ready. Are yeah. they are they being safe consistently? Are they, yeah, you know? I don't, know, I don't know. Like you know, I don't, I don't know what the scouting report on them is. It's hard yeah. to tell when you it see is. them in matches because you want it to look good, yeah, and convincing. You want it to look violent, yeah. But you don't, so it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. 
But when they still get those squash matches in for him, it's like, man, they're killing those guys. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. So, oh, by the way, I, I did leave out a team. Um, although I think one of them's on the shelf now. The, uh, the Lorkin, uh, uh, Lorkin and Birch. Oh, are they teaming up? Yeah. Guys, I missed yeah. Them, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I remember that the, the match they had. But, okay, so. The women's match. <sighs> yeah. Like, I really like that. I mean, it's. Submission. Uh, yeah, it spent a lot of time on the mat, which I think was smart. I think it was. Because I think Ember Moon has a little. I love Ember Moon. I think yeah. she's great. But I think. Doing, the, doing our area proud. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that she has a way to go to get a, I wouldn't say believability, but the way that she got the title after Asuka had to leave. Yeah. And the way that she, Ember Moon did win the title in the, in the four way. Yes. But I think that she needs that big monster bad guy to face in order to give her a more legitimacy so that she can rise to the level of where Asuka was. Maybe not quite to that level, because Asuka is no kind one's of untouchable. Ever do that, yeah. But that, to rise a little bit. And I think with Shayna Baszler, who came right up to the top, which yeah. is kind of surprising to me, but I think it works. And I think that match shows why it works. I'd have been a lot more pissed than pushing Shane up to the main event right away if she hadn't done the indie work. Yeah. And I'm not just trying to be a snob when I say that. But if she had to come in, just signed out because right. of who she is, I would have been so pissed. Oh, but I'm yeah. at least glad that she had some seasoning when it came to that. Yeah. She's still a little rough around the edges, but she'll be fine. She is, but the match that she had, and I think what they need to stick with her is just doing what she did. Put someone in a submission hold and just don't let go. Yeah. Just and let, I, have them fight out of it or, or not. You yeah. Know? And I hate her. Like, yeah. But that's good. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I can't. I, I get so pissed at her. She, <laughs> yeah. she is an absolute She's piece really of, good at that. She is a piece of crap bully. <laughs> yeah. So good for her. I really, Where does Kyrie fit into this, though? She's She she yeah. had to be the sacrificial lamb for that title match, yep. though. Yep, she did. I think I, I, I'm okay. I'm kind of okay with it. I love Kyrie. And, but... I'm okay with them building her up over a longer period of time. Sure. And I understand that Baszler is filling that role of that big bad guy. And that I think she fits the role well. And I think it's... She does something that no one else can bring to the NXT women's division at the moment. Nikki like, Cross could be a super great bad guy. But she's so crazy. She's all over the place. It's a different... It's a different thing because people want to like her. Yeah, you can't not love her. I mean, when, yeah. when she tried to go beat up Undisputed Era, yeah, and I was scared for Undisputed Era, yeah, right? Like that says something. Yeah. <laughs> so she can't be that person that Baszler can be. The sit down interview that Percy Watson had with Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler, yeah. I thought that was great. And she wouldn't look her in the eye. Yeah. She was. She is such an asshole. Yep. I thought that was <laughs> super great because when she's live on the mic, sometimes. She's okay. Yeah, she's she kind of sounds like a teenager. A yeah, lot. she's better when she's beating people up and yeah. just putting them into like torturing them. Yeah, but that since that was pre-taped and edited, it made Shayna look really great, and I was really impressed with that. Yeah, good point. It's the best thing Percy's done since. You know, <laughs> I love you, Percy. I just, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they they have this. The three man booth. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I we probably shouldn't get started on that. Yeah. But even in NXT, where you got some really good talent in there, you got the great Mara Ronaldo, yeah. you got the great Nigel McGuinness, and you got Percy, and I love Percy. I like Percy, and uh, and he's the everyman voice yeah. of that booth for sure because you know Nigel's been there and he's the, he gets to be the elitist yeah. and he gets to ride the you know ride the heel babyface right. Mara's greatness. He's 
I like to say he's the voice of people, but he's not. He's yeah. he is the voice of the fans. Yes, there was a Mamma Mia chant after some big move recently. <laughs> I, saw I think that. it was that. I yeah. saw that. But they, like I said, the same way Otunga actually was working for yeah. me is the same way that Percy's working. Yeah. Percy's gotten better at it too. Yeah. But he's the voice of the everyman. Yeah. But sometimes I don't even realize he's there until he says something five <laughs> <Right>. minutes later <laughs> after the last thing he said. Yeah. He's not Bruno bad. You're right. You got to go watch some of those old prime times where Bruno's the color. Yeah. And the thir- the third man it'll be Vince and Jesse. And then Bruno won't even talk until the finish. <laughs> like, it's like he wasn't even there. Right. It's crazy. Okay. <laughs> but I'm staying, okay, in order of takeover. We're still at takeover. Yeah. But well, we skipped over the, we kind of talked about already, the Dream Cassiusono match. Yeah. It, it was fine. I think nice. that was probably my least favorite sh- match on the show, just because everything else was so good. Yeah. But it was just, I, you know, like, Ono's like, you're going to earn your spot, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is... He absolutely is the gatekeeper in that company yeah, right now, yeah. no doubt about it. And he hits uh, people really hard in safe places. Yes, a William Regal quote there for you. So fun. that's awesome. <laughs> so fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, the hardcore match. Some it's, stuff in that match I hadn't seen before, and I don't know if I ever want to see again. Yeah. Like the, that chair spot. I don't want to see that again. Man, like, like I'm just sitting there going. They talk about how there's a lot of Shawn Michaels in Adam Cole, yeah. and I do see it myself. I see a lot of Steve Carino in there too. Yeah. And that's good, and it's bad. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> we already like you. You don't have to kill right. yourself for us. And that, that chair spot was Shawn Michaels meets Steve Carino personified. Yeah. Killing yourself before you absolutely have a chance to make your name. Yeah. At least when Shawn Michaels gave himself a herniated disc, we already loved him. Right. And he was already uh, he already made a decent amount of money. Yeah, right. <laughs> but man... That's what I was saying. Watch Adam Cole. Yeah. He put on a show. Yeah, that that was cringeworthy. Yeah. Everybody went, oh, yeah. when they turned those chairs around. Yeah. But I went, oh. Yeah. And no. Cole was the one to set him up. So more than likely, you know, he's going to take him. And yeah. You know, yeah. One and of the better table spots, too, because yeah, they gave you a the, lot of time to forget the about the chair. Yeah. Kicking the chair into the face and then falling. It was a good, like. Oh, Van Daminator. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like the one thing led to another, led to another to fall through the tables that they had set up like ages ago. Yeah. There was a little bit of housekeeping early in the match, which I don't, it's, uh, yeah. it's it takes so long. Like the, the table was set up there by Adam Cole and then for no real reason, Black went over and set up another table beside it. But after a certain point in the match, it got really good. Yeah, exactly. And you have to housekeep in a WWE hardcore match. Yeah. So I'm, that's I'm, just the way it is, man. I'm over the We Want Tables chant. Like, oh, man, out, the Tables it. chants. They they do that. I tell you, because I was at Great Balls of Fire last yeah. year. They did it then. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. And, and the ROH, and ROH is no better. No. I, you know, I love ROH, but the, yeah. the crowd is no better. Yeah, I, Chant no, for I know. tables the whole fucking night. No, no. Good God, guys. <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry. I'm going I'm to move on. I'm going to stop making... I'm not going to make any casual sex jokes or anything like that. And there was the main event, which oh. I guess we've already kind of talked about it. But So going into this match, I I love Johnny. And then I saw Almas come out with his luchador mask, and he had the, the band behind him. Oh. And I was like... Man, I really want to pull for Almas now. And I was kind of in the middle when the match started. I was like, I don't care who wins. I just want this to go on a long time. Did they get you? And then as the match went along, I see they started pulling me in. And yeah. as Johnny kept going and kept fighting and kept fighting, I was I was watching it in my room at home. And I was literally, I like 
was clapping at times, like yeah. when stuff would happen, I'd be like, yeah, like, yeah. and I don't do that. Like, no. you know me, I don't do that stuff. You don't do that at shows, no. hardly. <laughs> and I actually, I, had, I stood up at one point watching <sighs> this match, because this was, it yeah. was that good. It drew yeah. me in that much. It was brilliant. And, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I got to the same, I thought you probably got to the same point in that match you yeah. did, maybe at the exact same time, I'm like, you know what, that's fine. Almost could win it back. <laughs> it's totally cool. It's still good. Yeah. They could just trade off the whole year, yeah. and I wouldn't care. Yeah. Let him have it tonight. I need him to win this tonight. His wife is there. Oh, my God. And John was probably going to come out anyway. Oh, my right. God. This has to happen. Because right. I didn't ex- I didn't expect Gargano to win the match going into it. And then as it went on, I was like, he can do this. Maybe he can do this, and he will do this. And then it kept going, and then that spot, the double knees into the ring post. It's like, oh, and there's the close-up on Johnny's face, and he's like staring like at nothing. That is the, the you know, the Sean Bean death yeah. in Fellowship. <laughs> right. Like, the one that you know killed him. Yeah, right. That was when you knew he was dead. Yeah. I was like, oh, Johnny. Like, it broke my heart. I yeah. Like, yeah. I think the arrow went through the heart, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even going into that match, not expecting him to win it, it still broke my heart. Because I wanted him to win it that bad. Yeah. And that was told in that ring, because... That's what they told me in that match, and that's that's what they got out of me. I kept saying this needs to happen now, and it wouldn't happen. But it would happen <laughs> five minutes later. Yeah, right. The Candace thing. Yeah. I was like, she's here. Yeah. Vega's obviously going to get involved. She yeah. gotten. She only gets involved in the title matches. Yeah. So she's going to get involved, and then that's why she's there. That's yeah. why they introduced her at the top of the thing. Yeah. It's all set in stone, and then she didn't. I was like, God damn it. Maybe she's not. And I was like, No, she's got it. <laughs> but then they they sat on it for five minutes, but they yeah. made my anticipation grow to the yep. point where it was like, it was like a pit in my heart. Yep. And then it finally happens, and then it was like, yeah. yeah. They really, they really built it up to the point yeah. where the bubble burst like five times in the match. Right. And I love it. If I ever say this on the show, and I may say this a lot, I may say it once a month on the show, mm. but this is why I still watch. Yeah. It's for matches like this. You know. And they only come around once in a while, and you can't do them all the time. Yeah, I, I'm glad. Well, yeah, because then, then CT would be every week. Right. You can't do that. Yeah. I'm not trying to be dark. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you can't go that hard every week. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want them to. Yeah. And it doesn't. It makes the other thing not as special if you, right. do, if you do it that way. Exactly. So. After uh, Omega Jericho, that's the best match of the month and, and the contender of the year so far, along with that. Oh, yeah. Think, yeah. Uh, 100%. So. But that's not match of the week because we're we basically have to like keep the free television matches separate. Yeah. But obviously this is going into the pot for the year. Oh yeah. Thought about um there's gonna be a pay per view sometimes too mm. for WWE and we call them pay per views, super shows, super yep. cards, whatever you want to call them. Yep. So I think it's definitely okay to relegate this to at least the WWE Super Show match of the month. Hundred percent. Okay, because the <laughs> just only officially other, yeah. I wanted to put that on there. Because the only other one we have was the next night, it was the Royal Rumble, and... I, you know what, I will say, and going back to what I was talking about, yeah. how the Royal Rumble used to mean something to me, and then they broke my heart over many, many years, pretty much this decade. It was back this year for me. Yeah. I enjoyed basically pretty much the entire show. Yeah. There was a few things I would change. I sure wouldn't change the winners, no. especially of the Rumble matches themselves. Yep. That also predicted, we predicted them on our yes yeah, on our yeah. last show absolutely it was weird seeing the two straight fall thing but that does need to happen sometimes for those kind of matches oh, to matter yeah, yeah the last time that happened in my brain I believe it's been about twelve years mm-hmm. and it was the U S title it was Chris Benoit versus MVP and Benoit dropped two straight to MVP wow. 
sitting MVP on his way, giving him the nod. Because I know he actually liked the guy, so yeah. that's why he did it. That was in the spring of yeah. 06, let's just mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Anyway, but that's the last time I remember that happening. I don't think it's happened since then. So they don't do it a whole lot. But yeah. It's, and, uh, yeah, it gets a little... Because I was talking with one of our mutual friends about it the night after it happened. Yeah, if you always go to one and one, if it always goes three falls, then it's like, okay, one fall happened, I'm going to go get a snack and wait for the third fall. Yeah. So. When I saw, there was a Ring of Honor pay-per-view uh, earlier last year, mm. and the main event was uh, the Bucks against the Briscoes, and mm. it was a two out of three, and there was a stip in each uh, fall. Mm. In the second, I don't remember exactly how each fall went down, but the second one was called Lucha Rules. <laughs> Okay. And so the Briscoes got it no contest immediately. It's like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so they just went to the third fall. That's funny. I was like, this is great. <laughs> when do you ever see this? <laughs> all right. That, that's all I could think of as far as that yeah. concerns. Um, you know, we could we could go person by person, legend by legend. But, you know, I was entertained. And uh, my I have one single issue with the Women's Royal Rumble. Okay. As far as, like, the thing that I hated about it. Um, I was disappointed in a couple of things, but the thing I absolutely hated was how strong Michelle McCool was booked in it. That was absolute horseshit. I think she eliminated. We all know why. Yeah. I think she eliminated like five people. (laughs) I think she had the most eliminations. I'll have to go back and count again because I kept track of that. Forget what I put down. But she either tied or she had the most eliminations. And that is stupid. That is stupid. That and I didn't Dana Brooke eliminate Kari Sane? Did she? I swear I think that happened. Maybe she so. got Dana got somebody major yeah. out before she got eliminated. I want to say it was Kyrie. It might have been. Yeah. So that was it was cool to thing. see Kyrie in there. But yeah. 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 She got to do her moves. She had that moment where she got to do everything. Yeah. And uh when did, did you ever think you would hear stardom referenced yeah, during the was, Royal Rumble? It's pretty crazy. Yeah. We live in interesting times, yeah, sir. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, did you like the uh, did you like the Royal Rumble as much as I did? I did. I yeah. I World think... t- Universal title match aside. I yeah. It well, was it was it was fine. It was whatever. whatever. It was big violence, which you expected. Yeah. Um. And then Braun Strowman did the the same spot that Brock Lesnar did to him in that match the next night on Raw, pretty much, because mm-hmm. he's original and nothing he does as we've ever seen before. But anyway. <laughs> Um, we got I, we got trashed a little bit for the end of the year show from some of our friends, yeah, like, the, like but, Braun Strowman. Yeah, <laughs> we love you guys. Yeah, but, I love you, but you're not going to convince me otherwise. Yeah, and um, I, I I refuse to agree to disagree. <laughs> I, I I'm going to keep debating on this. All right, all right. The I I like the women's match. It was mostly about who's the next legend that's going to come out. Um, so because yeah, so, they had what. 13 announced yeah. in advance or you know, something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. There was like almost half of it was going yeah. to be surprised. And so that was kind of cool. I think Jacqueline, seeing Jacqueline, seeing Molly, uh, yeah. those were a couple of my favorites. Beth, and they didn't course. let me down. Yeah. But those were yeah. the, those were two of the legends that actually didn't let me yeah. down. It seems like the ones that were like the underrated good wrestlers. Right. Really didn't let us down this time. Yeah. And, uh, and Beth Phoenix also didn't yeah. let us down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jacqueline and Molly had like the best women's matches back in that era. Like they were like every week consistent, yeah. the absolute workhorses, yeah. and they are missed to yeah. this day. Yeah. So it was great to see them. Yeah, but that's kind of what that match was about. Was about the spectacle of who's going to be next. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the men's match too, and I think I was talking to you about it. I I did like how like the last six they kind of split off into like 
eras sort of it was kind of a little weird but it still kind of worked yeah. but oh yeah Rey Mysterio we talked about him earlier yeah. he was a lot more accepted this time around yeah. than the last time yeah, wasn't he absolutely <laughs> night and day yeah. he looked really good too yeah like, yeah he slimmed, he slimmed down, down a lot, a lot. too yeah when it got towards the end and it was Reigns and Nakamura, you know how much I love Nakamura and you know how I wanted him to win the match. I had yeah. said it previously on like, well, I've said it for a long time, yeah. but that worked for me because I was so tense during the last five minutes of that match. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't do it to me again. Just don't, just don't do what I think you're going to do. And when Nakamura did win that, it made me very happy because it was like, I didn't, even at that moment when it was just the two of them, I expected them to go with Roman Reigns again. Yeah. My my pro wrestling spirit animal yeah. is Eddie Murphy in the basketball game and yeah. coming to America. I said, yes! Yeah. Yes! <laughs> I did that in... Yeah. With with an audience of one, I stood up yeah. like an asshole when Nakamura won. <laughs> so and I, I was yeah. that guy in the YouTube video that the girlfriend films. Right. Like, you, you see those yeah. guys, like the nerds, you know, yeah. and I fucking nerded out. And especially, I was like, I, I'm a WrestleMania curse, Chris. Mm. I don't know, you know this. Mm. Every WrestleMania that I've attended, mm. the main event is blown. Yeah. 25, 27, 32. <laughs> Well, they're probably going to put Lesnar and Strowman and like yeah, the show, but so. it, at least you know like with Styles Nakamura, you can't go wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm that is the main event. That is the true main event. The true main event. <laughs> if I have to go to the car early, then You're whatever. Right. <laughs> but in the, there's no live briefcase. I have no reason right. to stay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we've proven that. See, yeah. I wouldn't mind being at 31 for that. That'd right. have been the shit. Yeah. But yeah, having to in a, love to have been at 30. That's why we're going this year because yeah. I feel like something special is going to happen again. Yeah. And now we got Styles Nakamura greatness. But yeah. I really actually, the reason I thought Reigns was going to win for sure after that, because Nakamura eliminated John Cena. And I think yeah. they were like, oh, well, we'll give him that one. You're right. Hey, that sounds like Vince a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll give him that one. And, uh, you know, Reigns is going to go over. And go over. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, as soon as he eliminated Cena, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, some people see that as momentum. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Scared shitless. <laughs> but yes, he won, and he got to point to the sign. Yes. All the sign pointing. Everybody will be pointing to the sign for the next few months, yeah. all the time. I love when uh, people will still weren't afraid to interact with CM Punk on Twitter, even current mm. guys. He would always retweet them. Point to the sign. They like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. all I think of every yeah. time I see it. All the camera angles are going to be from like the bottom right of the ring so <laughs> they can get the sign in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good show. So they, they broke the uh, Royal Rumble curse for yeah. me. Uh, first time in a long time. The only thing I wanted to see in the women's match they didn't do really... Well, there's probably... I could list more things. But I wanted to see the Riot Squad in there together, dominating for a little bit. And they that would have been nice. They, they, all, they started to get eliminated before everybody got in there. I feel like they're almost already giving up on the Riot Squad just yeah. because Absolution's going to break up. It feels like and it, That yeah. makes me so mad, because they, they could be something. Ruby Riot's been beaten a few times already. Like, every, yeah. every one of them has been beaten a few times individually. Oh, she's such a good wrestler, too. Yeah. I saw her and Nicole Savoy at the Shimmer Tournament at nice. Mania a year and a half ago. Nice. Almost two years now. And, uh, you know, they're all moving up, yep. you know. So it's not, like everybody that I saw in that tournament has pretty much darkened WWE's door since that tournament. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a few of them are just stalwarts in, in Shimmer, which is nice. Right. Or they're going to be in the Ring of Honor 
uh, new the women's women of honor. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be great. So yeah. I'm super excited about that. There's a women's revolution. Four stardom women are gonna be in the tournament, dude. There's a women's revolution going on all over the world. Yep. It's not just WWE. Yeah. That's also very important to know, and the, I think the the true wrestlers know that too. Yeah. The true wrestling fans. I will say so. The Rumble and all that stuff that we just talked about did happen in week four. Week four in Japan was actually pretty good because New Japan is starting their like new beginning series. They're doing like a new beginning tour and this is basically, it's kind of like the fallout from Wrestle Kingdom and this is the start of these new feuds and everything. Hey, uh, while you're talking about this, Mm. um, I need to ask, I will ask you the occasional questions since I'm not as caught up. Sure. Uh, so Jericho signed and he's staying? He, I'm not sure. He was not on the shows that I just watched. Okay. So I don't think he's going to be there all the time. But on New Year Dash, which happened the night after Wrestle Kingdom, he did go after Naito. So I think they're going to set up Jericho versus Naito. So yes, Jericho is going to be doing more. Okay. And he won't be there all the time, it doesn't seem like. But, yeah, well, he's got know. a tour to do. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. there's that. And he's he's probably definitely not going to be at Mania. Yeah. The only way he could make Mania is he would have to take a helicopter, you know, yeah. or not a helicopter. He'd have to literally get to borrow the private plane right. and be in, like, the opening match, and he could make his concert that night yeah. still. That's it. Anyway, sorry, yeah. back back to you. Back to Japan. Yeah, but just real quick, there were just a couple matches I want to talk about. The first show of the New Beginning is New Beginning in Sapporo. Which they were night back to back nights. One was on Sun or one was on Saturday, I think. One was on Sunday, so it splits the two weeks. So I get to talk about two of the matches for weeks four and five. But the best match of the night on the first show was Minoru Suzuki, who had just lost the his hair and his yeah. never open weight title. Yes. He wrestled Hiroshi Tanahashi for the Intercontinental title. And Suzuki destroyed Tanahashi. Wow. And that's kind of a big deal. That is, I mean, hell, I even know that's a big deal. Tanahashi, he's been, he's had a lot of injuries over the last year. And Suzuki went in there. He went in there with, like, Suzuki going around him. He had Tai Chi and Yoshinobu and Takamichi Noku. They were all around the ring. But for the first time in, like, ever, they didn't really do anything. They were Hmm. just watching him. And Suzuki, pretty much after the beginning part, he got Tanahashi down on the mat and put him in a knee bar and just wrenched on it for like 20 minutes, it seemed like. And so the referee eventually just had to stop the match. Tanahashi wouldn't give up. At one point, Suzuki even got Tanahashi in the gotch pile driver, pile drove him, didn't go for the cover, put him back in the knee bar because he wanted to punish him. He wanted to wow. put, he didn't want to beat him. He wanted to put him out. Wow. So, yeah. So Jesus. It wasn't like a super elaborate match, but yeah. just for that fact alone, yeah. I think it was the best match. Unforgettable, it yeah, like. absolutely. Yeah. And so Suzuki did win the Intercontinental title. He just dropped the Never Open Weight title. Now he has the Intercontinental title, which is the second, like, all if you're going by level, yeah. like that's the number two belt in the company in the pecking order. Okay. So I think Suzuki Goon is gonna dominate this year, and okay. I'm cool with that because they are they are I think what the Bullet Club used to be. Which was like the big monster heel team. Yeah. People kind of like the Bullet Club now. Yeah, of course. Suzuki Goon, I like them, but I like to hate them and I like to see them lose because they are bastards. What I've seen of them, they're yeah. very despicable. Yeah. They're the most anti Japan Japanese faction I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they have no, there's no honor among them yeah. at all. They're just asses. They're just mean and nasty. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but I love it. And so yeah. that match, Tanahashi actually, he was scheduled for the night after. 
and he wasn't on that show. Well, they yeah. announced at the beginning of the show, like, Tanahashi won't be here. I'd, like, be disappointed if he was. Yeah. Because yeah. that doesn't sell you anything. So I feel like Tanahashi's going to go away for a good part of the year to heal. Okay. Because he, he'd been nursing different injuries, like his bicep, I think, and his knee over the past year. So he needs some time away. Okay. Also that week, though, in the same week, so this is why I was saying, yeah, Yeah. week four was good. In Stardom, my favorite match of Stardom for the month happened that week. Um, I've been talking about Oedo Tai, the big faction that I really love. Queen's Quest is another faction. Uh, Viper, isn't it? And Io Shirai. Piper Niven. Piper Niven. Io Shirai, who was the Wonder of Stardom champ that I talked about. She was my comeback of the year for this last year, and then... There are three like younger girls that kind of fill out the the faction. Those two factions have been feuding over the past few months because they're like tops in the company right now, and they had a it's kind of a gauntlet match. It was a five on five match, but it was a series of individual matches one on one. So the way it worked is they drew numbers. So there was like one through five. So they have a specific order that they go in. I think I I think I see where this is going. Yeah. yeah. So number one and number one fight. Whenever, whoever loses that match, they're out, and number two from their team goes in, and they fight whoever's left from the, whoever eliminated the person. Gotcha. And they keep going until one team is completely gone. It's like Survivor Series, but it's one-on-one matches yeah. all throughout. Right. And the the person who was eliminated last, so number five on the losing team, yeah. is out of their faction. Wow. So it was kind of a big deal. because wow. Yeah, so... That was my favorite match. It was one of the longest uh, stardom matches I've seen. It lasted like 45 minutes or so. So it's a survival, scramble, loser leaves town match. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and it was... That's a, wacky. I, it really drew me in because I like all of the women involved. Like, they're all really good, I think. Three of the four women who were going to be in the Women of Honor tournament... We're in this five-on-five match. Ooh, and we've got tickets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not to share, but right. we're, we're going. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. And for me, it was kind of cool because, like, the, the number five picks for, for each side, one of them from Queen's Quest, I, I'm i not as familiar with her, but the one on Oedo Tai, I was actually in the building the night that she showed up in stardom, hmm. and then she was kind of recruited by Oedo Tai that night, and so mm-hmm. that was kind of cool for me to see this. And, uh, yeah, so that was my favorite match there. I just had to say that because that was... I think the best stardom match of the month. Awesome. So yeah, yeah week four, week definitely four was a big. That's probably the the best under the radar fed people should be watching from what you tell it's me. It's good. So. Yeah, like every night the main event pretty much is always really good and any Oedo tie match is going to be very entertaining. Okay. Yeah, I feel like the, the, there there should be like a conglomerate of the Japanese fed just to start getting together and do business, get on one streaming. Yeah. They would do so well. I know there's a lot of red tape and politics yeah. and bullshit that would go into that, but it would be so worth it for fans. Yeah. The, stardom, <laughs> the fans would yeah. win ultimately. Stardom streaming is actually really good. It's one of my favorite. I think I might like it better, a little bit more than New Japan, actually. Okay. Do they have uh, the English option or is it not? It's, the website's in English. But the um, commentary. The, there's no there's no commentary at all. Oh, at all? There's no. Wow. Okay. And but they on the start well, of we, one, we we were offering our services up for yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah just, absolutely yeah. we can do it just start doing it yeah oh yeah hey yeah yeah, yeah. yeah why not Shh. okay but the the one thing that they do on their site that New Japan does not is that whenever the wrestlers are talking in the ring they'll subtitle them okay and New Japan doesn't do it because oh, it's yeah. usually 
done live. Yeah. It takes a little while for the stardom shows to show up on the website because of that. Okay. But they will subtitle anytime they're in the ring. If it's in Japanese. Like if they have the Mexican wrestlers and they're speaking Spanish, they don't subtitle that. Okay. <laughs> You're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So week four was so huge. Yeah. Uh, let, let's finish off with week five, obviously. There's five basic weeks here in January. We're going to have a shorter one in February, which is it's like, thank God for that. So for week five... I'll just do Japan real quick, if that's cool. Because yeah. I just have one match that I want to... Well, two things, but one match I want to talk about. It was night two of the new beginning in New Japan. The new beginning in Sapporo, night two. And I think the best match of New Japan in Japan for that week, because Stardom didn't have a match, or didn't have a show that week. Or it's not on the website yet, so I haven't seen it. Okay. Anyway, I, I'll, I'll do a, put it in like parentheses if it's better than this. But I don't think it's going to be because it was Roppongi 3K got a rematch for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight titles against the Young Bucks. Oh. So that was, remember that yeah. from Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting because they kind of did a similar thing where you remember in that match at Wrestle Kingdom one member on each team kind of had something with their back that was going on and yeah. played a big part into the match. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of selling, yeah. a lot of comedy. So, yeah. Not so much comedy in this one. This really? was super serious because okay. the Young Bucks were doing what the Young Bucks do and they were starting the guy that wears silver. His name is Yo on Roppongi 3K. He, they started working on his back. They did the power bomb on the apron. They yeah. did these kind of things. They were all out on the floor at one point and Matt Jackson runs like half the length down the ramp and does a front flip onto everyone. And when he, he lands on his feet and when he does, you see it in his eyes. And he's like, he kind of stops for a second. He's like, oh, something happened. Oh. <laughs> and then, but that was like halfway through the match. Huh. But from that point on, Matt Jackson had a problem his back i don't i don't know if it was real or not but it looked super real wow and he there were times when he couldn't stand and he couldn't move but he still kept fighting in the match so wow. it was one of those things where is this real is this guy okay you know i, I do i do hit the dirt sheets like twice yeah. a week and i haven't seen anything yeah. so I, I it sounds like he pulled off a really good one there. yeah so it completely changed how the young bucks fought the match because they're usually pretty like happy-go-lucky they yeah. smiling they're doing all this stuff and nick looked worried a lot of the time he oh. kept looking over at matt and but matt at one point they were setting up for one of their moves and he picks up one of Rapongi 3k and he just you see as he kind of does turns backwards with his back a little bit and he just yeah. puts him down he just falls to the mat and he wow. can't do it wow but then he would like work up the strength and you could hear him yelling like he would be holding one of the guys on the ropes for Nick to do like a, a senton or a swanton or whatever yeah. on the guy. And you could hear Matt yelling like, hurry, like hurry, like, cause he, he can't hold him very yeah. long. Oh. And so that's how the match went along. Rapungi 3k did win back the titles because of that. Wow. But it was, it was a super good match. I think. Okay, cool. I'd like to see that. And the only other match on that show that I, I kind of wanted to mention real quick was Kenny Omega versus Jay White for the U.S. Uh, IWGP U.S. heavyweight title. Yeah, this was a big deal. Yeah. Big fallout here. The match wasn't as good as the tag match. The tag match was the match of the week in Japan that week. Okay. It was a good match. Okay. 
the big deal was that Jay White did win the title. Jay White beat Kenny Omega. That, that is a big deal. That's a big deal. And it wasn't like... It wasn't shenanigans. Like, he beat Kenny Omega. Kenny yeah. Omega didn't have his best night, but he still beat the guy. Yeah. And then after that... I'm sure people, because this is one of those things that does get across the internet really quickly. Cody comes out, and actually Hangman Page comes out. Yeah. Hangman Page comes out. He takes he's the, the instigator. Yeah, he takes the title away from Jay White, and he's basically about to say, like, I'm, I'm coming after this. And Kenny is, takes the belt away from Page, gives it back to Jay White, and says, Jay White won. Like, it, it's over. Yeah, and, let him have his moment. Yeah, let him have his moment. And then Cody comes out, and Bullet Club members start coming out. Nick was already out there. Yeah, Marty's uh, out there. Yeah, Matt yeah. comes out at one point, too. And so, just long story short, big kerfuffle happens, and a shoving match starts. Omega ends up shoving Matt. I was going to say, because now that makes a lot more sense now from what you were talking about in the previous yeah. match. Like, yeah. that that's bad. Because Matt came from behind, and Kenny's getting into it with Cody, and he doesn't, Omega doesn't see what he's doing. He reacts and he pushes his arm backwards and it's Matt. Matt falls to the mat. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell, dude? Like, yeah. I'm not okay. Yeah. And Nick takes Matt away. Everything looks like Kenny kind of apologizes to everyone. And the Bucks don't seem like, they're like, they don't really say anything. They just kind of yeah. go. But like, they don't want anything to do with it right. now. That was the thing I remember saying, I'm out of here. Yeah. Skrull and Paige are like okay, you guys work it out, but whatever, it's cool. And then Cody's in the ring. Cody ends up attacking, attacking Omega, yep. and this big deal. Skrull comes back out. Skrull is still like, I don't want any, like, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah. Paige actually pulls up Omega for Cody to hit him, and then Kota Ibushi comes out and makes the save. And yeah. Kota and Kota Ibushi and Omega hug, and it's like the tag team partners from years ago are like maybe back together. It's still kind of yeah. up in the air. Well, but... I mean, the Bullet Club is up for grabs. I think it's gonna we're in a civil war mode yeah. in Bullet Club with yeah. it. It obviously looks like it's gonna be Kenny, Marty on one side. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I get you know, I, feel I like think it, that makes yeah. the most sense. The Bucks, Page, and Cody are gonna be on that side. Yeah. For now, at least. It'll be interesting to see where some of the other guys fall. Yeah, like, there's other guys to like be considered. Like the Gorillas yeah. of Destiny and yeah, like exactly. all of those guys. They should, they because should, yeah. Tama had a deal with Omega back in G1 where Tama was like... Tama wanted to win. He wanted to win G1 and they, everyone was expecting him to lay down for Omega, basically. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So they have already have a history there. So it's going to be interesting, yeah. yeah. I feel like they need a shake-up because yeah. I feel like Bullet Club has... It's grown so big. There's a bunch of guys in there that you're like, okay, they're kind of, they're kind of just there. Yeah, and they need something to give them a reason to yeah. be there. I think Marty, you know, Marty's done well by being in the Bullet Club. But he's enough yeah. of a star. He doesn't need it now. Yeah, Kenny doesn't need it now either. To be yeah. fair, but yeah. you know, yeah, I think it's gonna stay. I think the heels are gonna take it over. And Kenny has gotten. But it needs to be. It needs to be to get this edge back. Yeah, Omega also. has gotten so popular, even with the Japanese fans. They love him yeah. and they cheer him, and I don't think the Bullet Club should be cheered like that. Exactly. Yeah. Because there was when I don't remember which show it was. Sometime last year, Omega was talking in the ring, and the people were cheering for him and like cheering everything he said. And he has this way about him where he's really good with the fans. But at that point, he was like, "Shut up! 
this is my moment. Stop talking or stop making noise. He right. had to do that because people were cheering him so much. Yeah. Whew. But yeah. So, I mean, week five in yeah. America is going to be very anticlimactic now. However, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, actually, let's let's make it as exciting as possible. I think yeah. there's a way to do it because, you know, actually not for nothing. I I was so happy this last week, especially to see that well first of all enzo got fired we all know this <laughs> yeah, yeah that's weird in itself i don't want to you know this isn't this isn't tmz house show however man what an idiot enzo yeah. is an idiot i mean like apparently all the stuff you hear about him is true and i'm not talking about the allegations so yeah. much to talking about like what kind of person he is mm-hmm. and what kind of person he is to be around they literally did a whole special where they interviewed him to make him look like an asshole. Yeah. And they, mission accomplished. Right. And, but the other thing is just like, okay, he was accused of what he supposedly did yeah. a long time ago. By yeah. st- by the standards of today, like we're talking like what, like a year? Maybe uh, a little under a year? Like that, yeah. And he didn't tell wwe that about yeah, any of it that is so even if he's guilty or not guilty he's guilty now that like, was, he's out yeah i mean that was probably the reason he was fired rather than suspended yeah because by uh, the same kind of thing rich swan is yeah. on a um uh, build the character back up to where his lawyers even weighing in on how good of a citizen he is yeah. and he's good lawyer he's doing everything he can to <laughs> yeah. like get the Get the focus back on, hey, he's a good guy. It's just a misunderstanding. All the charges have been dropped. This is true, actually. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading that. So that all being said, Enzo's fired. But, man, the best thing to happen in 205. Yeah. And I hate that it came at any kind of weirdness. And it should have just been like, this is how they should have been doing this all along. Right. So it's just, uh, if if you haven't, you know, at this point, I get it. You guys out there, I get it. If you haven't been watching 205 Live, you're, you're forgiven. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> Start with this week. Yeah. What is it? Uh January thirty first. Yes. No, no, it was January thirtieth. Tuesday. Yes. Start start there mm-hmm. and you're good. Yep. Just start watching every week and you'll be fine. You'll be caught up because there's a new GM. There's GM, by the way. Yeah. That that makes the show legit in WWE's eyes. Right. They have a GM, Rockstar Spud. Yes. Now currently known as Drake Maverick. Yes. Is the GM. And he's a great personality. He's yeah. a goddamn living Muppet. Right. I love the guy. <laughs> so there's that. Daniel came out and, and put him over for the people. Yeah. But he's his own man. He made this he made this a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. And someone like me, I was I've heard the name Rockstar Spud, but I didn't I didn't know the guy. I never watched Impact, so Yeah. Like the the, the but, two slammiversaries that we, we yeah. saw like, you yeah. know, it's like he's there but he didn't really do much. Right. But he won me over during the course of that show. Yeah. Because he's like super energetic and over the top and he, he like I kinda of reeled back a little bit because he you know, like you said, he kind of a Muppet. Like yeah. he's kinda of like is this guy being sincere or what's going on? But then throughout the course of the show, when he popped up in like most of the segments, I was like, yeah, okay, this is cool. I like the way Nigel put him over too. Cause he's like, this guy's wrestled most yeah. of these guys. He yeah. understands these guys. He knows who they are. He's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. He's like, I know him. He's cool. Yeah. That's all I need. Right. So Enzo obviously stripped the title. We're not even, they're not going to speak yes. his name anymore, right. which is yes. fine. And there's going to be a tournament. They're going to have like two matches every week. 16 man le- tournament leading up to mania. And then the finals will be hopefully on the actual show. Yeah. But they're at least going to crown a new cruiserweight champion the night of Mania. This is the time to get in yep. on two oh five. It was a great show this week. So much so that we had a really good uh for Raw, definitely an instant classic. Mm-hmm. We had Sasha versus Asuka. 
That was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Now I'm torn here. You got this really cool instant free television classic, yes. and then you had these two really stellar matches on 205. On top of all of that, there was um, a really good NXT with the main event being Roderick Strong versus Tyler Bate. That thing was really good. <laughs> so, with all that being said, I'm going to need a little bit more time. I would like to give the winner of that match of the week out at the beginning of next month's roundup, if that's okay with you. Because February is, February is a short month. Yeah. I feel like there's been so much to do tonight, we should probably just call a night. All right. And let's let this week fester a little bit <laughs> and give an official award out for it later. What do you think about that? That's cool. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, so let's uh, reconvene for next month's show. In between all that, I gotta say, you're gonna be getting tons of content here from Wrestling House Are Show. They? Yeah, the rebranding of Wrestling House Show, where it becomes uh, what old school show are you gonna watch? Should you watch it? What was the best match? All that fun stuff. We do reviews on this show, in addition to all these monthly epics. <laughs> and you can find all of this where, Chris? You can find it on cnjradio.com. Go there for the Wrestling House Show, where you will find all of the podcasts. And my weekly, daily, nightly recap and review, sometimes three times a night when it's Tuesday night. Yes. And <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter where I live tweet when I can, but I also tweet whenever I watch the shows of my witty repartee yeah. about what's going on in the world of wrestling. At How Show. At How Show on Twitter. And you can also go to cnjradio.com for the family of CNJ Radio Network shows, including Rock Strikes 10 from Joey, always guaranteed to give you 10 songs, no more, no less. 10. (laughs) And also on cnjradio.com is Randy Brown's The Synaptic, a true alternative, and The Last Leader on the Left, which is hosted by me, which is all about horror, cult, movies, things like that. Stuff that you may not have ever seen, but you should see because it's the best stuff in the world. Yes. Go do all that. Go find us on Facebook if you want to message us. That's probably the easiest way to get to us. Or message us on Twitter. Give us some likes. Give us some follows. Do all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And as we do this, you Wrestling House Show uh, friends especially, you keep track yourself if you'd like. You can tell us what you you think the best match all throughout the month. If you want to get something in, get it noticed by us. I mean, yeah. chances are we're probably like-minded. We'll probably yeah. think the same thing. But if you think something should be considered, message us. Say, my favorite match this week was this. Yeah, maybe something yeah. that we haven't watched because there's so much wrestling that I'm trying to keep up with. But yeah. I can't watch everything. Yeah. So can't let me know if there's something else that I'm not keeping track of that yeah. you think we should seek out. Yes, and we are officially going to WrestleMania That's and right. all the doings of WrestleMania week. So, still trying to figure out how we're gonna. We're definitely gonna have shows out of that. We'll just yeah, uh, see what we can do. We're just gonna go guerrilla style at WrestleCon for sure. Yeah. So just get the mic out. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, uh, for the modern wrestling wrap ups, we'll see you next month. But stay tuned. I think I'd like to kick off our retro reviews with the very first Starcade, Chris. Okay. So stay tuned, y'all. That'll be coming very soon. Until next time, bye. You know, just like Johnny knows and everybody else knows, Johnny Wrestling is a lie. It's a sham. Okay, let's look at the facts here. He was carried in a tag team. Andrade Cien Almas beat him not just once, but twice. He has zero chance at winning at all. He is a loser. If you want Johnny Gargano to compete in the most humiliating 
match and take over history? The NXT champion, Andrade Cien Almas and I, are happy to oblige. Put an arrow through your heart.